There's a bunch of them right there behind you. We, uh, uh, amen. We've, uh, uh, y'all come on. The rest of them just lose out. Faith, lead the pack, baby. Lead the pack. Y'all come on. Come on, Layla. Y'all come on. They, it's Lord. They might be at, knowing mine, if she's leading them, they might be at sawmill up there eating or something. Mary Grace, if, she, if they go on her. she No, i tell you where she'd have took them up there to Family Dollar. Did somebody give her a dollar? She probably went up there to that dollar place. Dollar Tree. She likes it. <clears throat> well, thank God for being in his house. Like I told them this morning, I thank God I'm saved. I tell you what, if you ain't got nothing to be happy about, if you ain't got nothing to, if you're down in the dumps and this and that, boy, I tell you what, think about the time you got saved and know, and know that, hey, the best is yet to come. Praise God. I mean, there, there ain't nothing that should make us no more excited than being a child of God. I tell you what, it, mean, it means a lot to me to be uh, uh, the son of uh, David and Sue Pearson. I ain't going to lie, that means a lot to me. It means a lot to me to be a, uh, their child. But I tell you this, it sure means a lot to be a child of the King of heaven. Glory. Praise God. That's my father. See, that's my mom and daddy's father. That's their mom and daddy's father. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, we're going to have church morning. You might as well just let loose. Just go ahead and just say, bless God, devil, get away from me. I'm going to have a good time this morning, and I'm going to enjoy my father. Just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Say it's over with, devil. Get on out of here. Get on out of here, devil. Don't even try to bother me. Your mind will start turning. And, and Boy, I tell you what, you ever notice how Sunday mornings, it seems like the devil attacks. Sunday mornings and any day of the week. You can get the kids to go get up and go to school. You can get the kids to get up and do all these things. But when it comes time for church, it just seems like the devil himself will pin them down in the bed. And you'll start having problems right off the bat. Nothing works. Even the dog don't act right on Sunday mornings. You ever notice that? I mean, everything's crazy on Sunday mornings. You know why? Because... God, the devil, he knows there's a blessing right there for you that you can obtain. And he knows you can please your father. But the devil will say, boy, let's just, let's hold on. Let's, let's get this and get that. And, and husbands and wives, they'll, they'll, they'll fuss and fight all the way to the church house. And then get out and try to put on a show. And then wonder why they, nothing happened at church. They fall all the way to church. That's the reason me and Carrie don't drive together. That's the reason I bring my own truck. I'm being honest. I'm being. It ain't because of Carrie. Before too long on the way to church, Deacon would grab Mary Grace's arm. She'd kick him, and there'd be a fuss and fight, and I'd be mad before I got to church. That's the reason I drive on my own truck. I'm serious. I'm going to tell you this. Hey. It might help your family out if you drive in different vehicles and come to church sometimes. 
Come in different vehicles. Come in different vehicles. There's two things it'll accomplish. Number one, you won't fuss and fight on the way to church. And when somebody drives down through there, they say, my stars, the church is packed this morning. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's pray for these youngins. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I said it this morning. I'll say it again. I, there's a joy in my heart this morning for being saved. There's a joy, and I, I, I'm excited this morning. But I tell you, this cold weather sure will regenerate you. It'll make you feel better. I tell you, you ain't out there battling that heat and everything else. But um, these kids right here, these kids, you, you, if y'all will, y'all stand up. If you kids, if you these kids, stand up. And I want y'all to do something for me. This ain't something I've made up or anything like that, but I want every one of y'all to point your fingers straight out. Every one of point your fingers straight out. I want you to go all the way to the right. Go all the way to this way. Point all the way right. No, no, just point. Just point. Point. Now look, 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 faith, faith. You look, come back this way. All y'all, y'all just point your fingers and, and point it at all the people out there. And say how I act as a child of God to be a resemble of what how you act. That's what them kids, hey, they're imitators of what they see. They see somebody come to the house of God, they upset and in the mully grubs the whole time they air. That's the way they gonna be. I tell you this, enjoy God. Mom and daddy, enjoy God. And your son, your daughter might say, it's, hey, I can't wait to get to the house of God. Amen. That's it. Keep on pointing at them. Keep on pointing at them. It's their fault. It's their fault. Amen. Say, it's y'all's fault. Hey, are y'all praying for me? Hey, I'm telling you this. That's what it means when they get up here. We're supposed to be a praying for these kids. They're going to go through some hell. Here, they're going to go through junk you never dreamed of. i tell you this, back when I went to school, which wasn't many years ago, they knew the difference between a boy and a girl. These kids right here are going to be, hey, they're going to be confounded with that in their mind and get confused if the house of God and parents don't teach them the truth. i tell you this, God created man and woman. The devil, and they've created the rest. I was going to say the Democrats, but they, uh, they did too. They did too. They don't know what the devil's going on. They're so confused, and uh, their mind's so, so distorted. But praise God. Praise God, there's still a place that you can come to as a refuge and, and hear God's word. God's unity, God's love is in the place. In the place where? In his house, his church. So I can tell you this, if you're not experiencing God, if you're not experiencing the love of Christ, it's your fault. It ain't God's. He's done done it all for you and me. So let's enjoy God today, amen. 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 Well, I tell you, God's here, son. I'm telling you. Grab a hold of this.
Grab a hold of it. It'll go past you and you won't see it. He'll give you a shot to get on board. He'll give you a chance. He'll come through there. He'll prick your heart. He'll say, get, get on board. Get excited. And you say, I'll sit there and boy, worry about some junk. Don't matter to a hill of beans. And the Holy Spirit will move right on past you and say, I'm on fire. The Bible says God is looking for willing hearts to worship him. Amen. You say something more. Amen. Amen. Give it to God. He'll take care of it. But let me tell you this. When you give it to God, when you give it to God, you've got to expect Him to take care of it, depend on Him, but not only just depend on Him. When He does take care of it, you praise Him for it give Him the credit. I tell you this, you don't give God the credit for what He did. In a few more months, you'll be looking for another job. He's God. He's God. He's worthy to be thanked. Glory to God. Amen. Boy, that sign just did something for me. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Amen. Well, let's pray. Mary Grace, you pray? Any of you little kids up there, will you pray? Pray, Matthew. Pray for us, Matthew. You can do it, son. You can do it. Faith, you pray. Lawson, you pray. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hey, man, boy, that'll mess you up when your son calls your brother Lance. I was going to say, who in the world's coming in here today?
the king, there ain't no shame on you. Ain't no shame. You boy, I, I, I got thinking about this. Do you know that you know that you know that you're saved? See, oftentimes in our lives we get confounded by evil thoughts, evil decisions, evilness, and it, it is all surpasses around the thought of salvation. If you ever get where you doubt, if you ever get where you're worried, your things will flood in because the devil knows the only way he can get your true joy is for you to not know for sure if you're born again. Let me tell you this. If you don't know, this morning is the morning to know. You can know. Praise God, you can know that you're saved. And see, if you in your mind right now, you could care less if you're saved or not. Well, you're the most one in jeopardy this morning because you have been deceived by the devil. See, God made every preparation for each one of us to enter into his heaven. He made every preparation for us, for us to obtain it. But it's only by our decision if we go. It's by your uh, willingness, your thought. You say, well, what do you mean my thought? Do you, do you even desire to be saved? I mean, there's some that get so far gone. You know, I'll tell you this, I'm not Calvinist, but I've said this before. I believe people's gotten to the place I don't believe they can get saved no more. They've messed around with God so much and they've rejected him so much that God flips them over, turns them over. The Bible says a reprobate mind. It's that mind that thinks that what they're doing is fine. Boy, I tell you what, that's a scary place to be. And I tell you this, each and every one of us know people. We've got family. we got friends. That I tell you this, that, that, it, that, that we should be worried and concerned about. But if you will, the message today is the comfort in his will. Comfort in his will. If you'll turn to Psalms chapter 40, Psalms chapter 40. I, I thought about this week while you're turning there. We don't need to be just praising God for what he's doing. We need to be remembering to praise God for what he's done. See, I don't know, salvation has been on my mind this week. Salvation numerous times has come into my thought process and in my mind that an individual, oftentimes we get confounded by what we need today. Where we need to go to school at, where we need to get a, a, a new job, where we need to go to work at, retirement. I mean, if you look around the room, the lumber yard, uh, uh, school, you start looking around, you start thinking about all the things you get confounded with. When the thing we should have been doing was not just praying and asking God for something today and thanking him for when he blesses, 
But going back to the time that you got convicted and constantly praising him for your soul salvation. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. Amen. Thank God I'm saved. Boy, I tell you, that's well, you could just finish the day out on that. Praising God for salvation. Because he's done it. He did it. He saved me. I didn't save myself. And you ain't going to save yourself. He does it. Don't praise God just for what he's doing. Also praise him for what he's done. Forever praise for his salvation. Forever praising him for his salvation. I tell you this. How much better do you think they'd be if we'd wake up and not worry about what's going to happen on the job and just start off saying, Lord, thank you for saving my wretched soul. Thank you, Lord, for saving me when I could not save myself. Thank you, Lord. Boy, I tell you what, your day might be a little brighter. Your day might be a little more, more gracious. Your day might be more blessed. You know what we do? We wake up and say, oh, Lord, here's another day and look at all the problems I've got to face. That's how most of us do. I ain't telling you this. I ain't telling you something I don't do. Thank God I'm saved. In the morning when you wake up, whenever you, before you drink your cup of coffee, bow on your knees and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for saving my soul. Go on about your day and thank him. Because I tell you this, whatever prayer you've ever prayed, what does it amount to if you're lost? There's not a great enough job when you're lost. There's not a good enough amount of money when you're lost. There's not a greatest vacation you can go on when you're lost. But what joy there is for a born-again child of God just sitting at the house, not having no money, not having the perfect job, not going on a vacation, and you can still experience the love and joy from God. Salvation's what means it all. Bible says, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? Let me tell you this, Brother Bullet. What would it profit you if the money we looked at had your face on it? You owned all the money. You owned all the land. And for 80 years you could enjoy your luxury and die and go to hell. What would it profit that individual? Verse number one, thank God for the Psalms. Psalms number 40, verse number one says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. 
and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such a turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are they wonderful works which thou hast done and thou taught us are to usward. They cannot be reckoned upon in order unto thee if I would declare and speak them. They are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. My ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the books, and it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, the, they, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness unto the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy, thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have con, not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. Brother Bullet. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Bible says God hears them. Boy, I tell you what, I've never been one of them ones where where they say if a, if a grown man cried, he was weak. Boy, I tell you what, you ever see a grown man cry? You know what I started thinking? That man's real. That's, what, that's the first thought that comes to my mind when I see a tear in a man's eyes. He's real. Hey, he's one I wouldn't want to fool with. Whenever I, you start seeing a tear, you start thinking, hey, that man's a real man. But see, we're, through the world, we're perceived 
uh, other way. You know, I mean, you say, well, well, that individual's weak. Well, they also thought Jesus was weak. Uh, they thought he was weak. But I tell you what, Jesus would have won the strong man's contest. <laughs> you know what? He could hold this earth in the palm of his hand and do, do curls with it. Hey, that's Jesus. Hey, I'm telling you this, that's him. That's him. That's him. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for his loving kindness. You start thinking about how the father said, Son, we, we, uh, we're going to have to pay the price for them because they cannot redeem themselves and mankind has failed. And God the Father and God the Son says, Father, I love you. I love them. I'll make a way for them to get back to your presence. Boy, I tell you what, that's love. That's love. When you get down and out, I've said this numerous times, go back to the time you got saved. Pray for joy, and it will come if you are truly saved. You ever doubted your salvation? Uh, I tell you this, you don't know the times on the way to church. I doubt I'm even called to preach. I'm serious. That's what devil does. I tell you what, I say, God, what, what's going on? What's going on? The devil said, you don't know what you're doing. You're just making a fool of yourself and this and that and one thing and another. And you say, well, Lord, uh, what, 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 you know, you start worrying. You start thinking. You start doing all the things where the devil can infiltrate your mind. And then you start to worry. I've learned something. You just tell the devil to get on away from you. Tell the devil to get on, get on, Jesus' name. I tell you what, you say, well, uh, uh, you know, some of these other religions, that, that religion, or religions, they'll, everything in Jesus' name, can I tell you something? It works. Uh, it works. Bible says the devil and the demons, they tremble at the voice in the name of Jesus. Well, I tell you what, you remember where some of them demons said, we know, we know Paul, we know Peter, we know all these, these, uh, these apostles, we know all the disciples, but who are you? Who are you? And they said, well, as he spoke with them, they, they, uh, they was telling all of them, we, we, we've heard of some of them, but who are you? And they said when Jesus stepped on the scene, they, they scattered like sprayed roaches on they knew the name of Jesus. They know the name of Jesus. You know why? You know why? I believe the devil knows he's one created them. He knows it. He's God the Father, God the Son, God. Everything was created by, by, by the Word, the Bible says. Who's the Word? The Bible says the Word become flesh. That's Jesus. Oh, there's power in that name. This Psalms here, Psalms chapter 40, is what they call a mosaic Psalms. This is from the perspective of an individual and from Jesus Christ. There are some words that are spoken in this Psalms come from the lips of Jesus. 
You say, well, how do you, how do you figure that? You'll get into Hebrews and you'll see the things that Jesus said was prophesied back in Psalms. And we'll get into that if we have time. But verse number one says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Waited patiently with calmness or composure without discontentment or without murmuring. See, that is what you call patiently waiting. See, most of us, we don't know how to patiently wait. That's something that has become an attribute of most of us is we know not patience. But David says here, he patiently waited on the Lord. To patiently wait, I want you to understand this, this is with calmness or composure, without discontent or murmuring. That's without running around asking everybody else's opinion. You ever done that? You ever you got worried about something, next thing you do is you call somebody trying to see what they think about it? <laughs> That's not patiently waiting. Patiently waiting is upon the Lord. <clears throat> He says, I wrote this down, when in situations and not sure what to do, wait faithfully on the Lord's direction. The path he puts you on will be the best for you and the best for his glory. If we'll wait on God, if we'll wait on the Lord, he'll put us in the right direction. See, you know that oftentimes we'll out, try to outrun God. And then, boy, you're you talking about people the way we are. We'll even outrun him or we'll turn around when he says to go, we'll sit there. You know why? Because we don't have spiritual discernment. Spiritual discernment is something you got to pray for. Spiritual discernment has got to be something as a child of God you've got to desire. Some people don't have spiritual discernment. Spiritual discernment is to know what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, and still you don't know what to do. Well, I can tell you this, discernment is knowing. The uh, spiritual discernment is the Holy Spirit telling you what to do, and you do it. Most of the time, you know one reason we don't have that? Because we can't patiently wait on the Lord. We start trying to figure out things in our own minds. We start trying to figure out, like we go out, me and Carrie go off. I tell you this, thank God for the trip. She'll have it planned out for every second of every day of every moment. And if you get off that schedule, you don't want to be in that vehicle. You don't. It just it went from having a glorious time to utter misery because she can't tell what you're fixing to do in just a second. She don't know. She starts getting worried. She, she's bad about that. I've done got to the place where I'm not. I done got where I just really don't care. I tell you, I don't know if it's with age or what it is. So, and most of you women, you're, you're like that. You want to know, I mean, you go on a trip. I said, you go on a trip, that ain't no vacation. That's way worse than work. Even you go on a job, you can find somewhere to rest every once in a while. The boss don't chase you down and tell you to come out and get back to work. You go off on vacation with your wife. You try to rest somewhere. She'll find you. Say, get back out here. Let's go. You want to just lay around for a little bit. But I, I patiently wait. 
Patiently waiting is to depend upon God. And that's what most of us fail. Most of us fail just to depend upon God. You say, hey, hey, we've been listening to that on Wednesday nights. Hey, how many times have you seen or heard back in the day people don't do this no more? They say, there's a, there's a concern in my heart on a loved one. There's a lost individual or, or this or that or, or some, a sickness or something. How many times you see lately where somebody says, I'm going to go to the altar, I'm going to stay there, and I'm going to pray till God does something or I die right there. You know what that's doing? That's depending upon God. That has just put yourself completely aside and say, God, you kill me here or you, you take care of the situation. That's faith. That's depending upon God. Boy, you've seen, a, you've seen and heard of great revivals, moves of God. Well, you don't hear of nothing like that no more. You know why? Because people don't depend upon God. You try to find something to do at the church, have a function, and before you know it, everybody's already texting why they can't be there and why they got to hurry up and leave. Depend on God. Everybody's consumed with their own desire. Can God hear us when we're that way? No, because we're fixing to see what takes place. He says, I waited patiently upon the Lord, and he inclined unto me. Boy, I, the only thing I could think of, I could think as an individual talking. I mean, somebody saying, or, or Brother Bullet, we, we're out there talking, and, you, and you, you talking to me, and I don't hear you. I ain't saying God don't hear you. But I say this, sometimes God ain't listening. I will say that. Have you ever been talking to somebody and they look another way and you just are talking to them, having a conversation, and they pay attention over here somewhere? Husbands and wives do that a lot of time. <clears throat> but you, have you ever done that? You, you're, you, somebody talk, you can hear them talking, but you got somebody else got your full attention. And about that time, they incline their ear to you and start listening to you. Boy, I tell you what, you wait, you pray, and you cry to God, eventually he's going to turn that ear to you. You say, well, I thought God heard me at all times. He does. He does. He hears you. But when he inclines that ear, that's a little bit different. Number one, he hears. Number two, he does. See, that's what happens here. He says, I waited patiently upon the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Thank God he hears our cries. He inclined unto me. He leaned in my direction, and I had his total attention. <laughs> Boy, that right there gets you a little excited. Can you imagine having the complete the attention of the king of glory. He inclined his ear and started listening just to you. Boy, 
You talking about the one that spoke this world into existence listens to me? Most people can't even conceive that. You can't even, can't even, I mean, they don't even register in your mind, but you have to depend upon God to believe it. I'll tell you what, my feeble mind can't put trust and faith in nothing, but the one that lives in me can give me guidance to trust him in all things. Bible says, greater is he is in me than he that is in this world. Boy, I tell you what, the Holy Spirit has a duty within me. When I got born again, the Holy Spirit indwelt me with a duty to lead me to all righteousness. But when I don't wait upon God, when I don't cry and make my petitions known before him, there becomes a void there in my life that hinders the Holy Spirit from doing his job. You realize that? That's the reason most of the time we're walking in a, a, a spiritual circle of defeat. It's because we don't truly depend upon God. Depend upon God. Hey, you depend. Hey, tell me this. Do you, do you believe God saved your soul? You believe God miraculously, the Holy Spirit, the moment you got born again, the Holy Spirit come in and dwelt the inside of you. Who did that? God did. So if we can depend upon God for salvation, we should depend upon God for everything. Everything. What a slap in the face to a holy God when you say, thank you, God, for saving me, but I'm worried about my job. Now, I ain't saying don't be worried about your job. I ain't saying don't pray about your job. I'm talking about when it can confounds you and confuses you, that you it knocks you out of your relationship with God. It has become a stumbling block. He inclined unto me. I want to, well, real fast. I'm going to give you two examples. I know one of them Brother Jeff really likes. I know one of them he really likes, and I like it too. If you'll turn to Daniel. Dan, I'm going to give you a couple illustrations. I'm going to give you two illustrations. I know Brother Jeff likes his song. <clears throat> Daniel chapter 10, verse number 12 says this. This is what I'm talking about depending upon God. This is what I'm talking about when you pray, whenever you seek God, and you wait patiently because this is what was taking place. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come forth with thy word. Boy, I tell you what. What's he saying here? You remember what's happened. Daniel has prophesied and had a vision. Daniel has had a vision, but he don't understand it. And he seeks God for understanding. 
And the Bible says he prayed. He didn't eat. It said he didn't drink. He, boy, I tell you what, he got to dependent upon God. And you know what? This Bible says 21 days. 21 days he went without fasting and praying and seeking God. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. I believe Brother Daniel was worried. Oh, Brother Daniel was worried. And then all about that time, the answer comes. And an angel stands before him. And he says, and the angel explains. The angel says, the prince, hey, the first time you prayed, God heard it. God heard it the first time you prayed, but we had we had restrictions here. Says what happened? He said the prince of Persia, talking about the devil himself, he ganged up. Uh, uh, see, in the Old Testament, angels were used to bring forth messages. And as he he was coming, bold old Satan, old Slewfoot was listening. He heard Daniel praying. He said, "I'm gonna block this." And boy, he got his he got his uh, varsity team Lawson Deacon hey y'all in soccer he didn't get to JV he didn't go get to junior high he got to varsity and he said I want you to stand a line here and you don't let you don't let Daniel get this answer from God because I know God and he heard him when he first prayed and they formed a line and as he got through there, this angel could not make it through. Hey, and this angel turns around and says, hey, he's up there fighting there in a battle for days and days. He tells one of the other ones, said, go back, go back, get Michael. Get Michael. No Michael come through. And as he come through, hey, he's a chief angel. Hey, he's a war angel. He come through there and he plowed the road through. And this angel just fell in right behind him. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what. Hey, the answer's going to come if you'll depend upon God and wait patiently. I believe old Michael saw him when he pulled that, pulled that sword out of that sheaf. Boy, I tell you what. I, hey, there's something mighty about these angels. Hey, they bad boys. Hey, old David had three of them. He had, well, they didn't have three angels. He had three mighty men. I've been listening to the, to in Kings. I've been listening. He had, oh, old David had some mighty men. David had some men. See, David was a man of God, but there was three warriors that were, that were subject to David that I'm going to tell you this was, was I, I all but believe they were better than David was. And David was a tough man. They made a, he made a request where he said, boy, I'd love to have some water out of the, them springs up there during battle. These three heard it. They ganged up and said, he wants some, we getting him some. And they went through there and they whipped and killed and destroyed and got him some water. Brought it back to David. You know what David did? Bible says he, as they handed it to him, he poured it out on the ground. He says, I'm not worthy. Hey, I'm some bad boys. Let me tell you this. God's got some tough angels. 
Boy, I tell you what, there's no, I, I don't believe our mind can see the, the, the statue, the sturdability of Michael the war angel. Boy, when I, I believe when he stepped on the scene, old devil, old slewfoot started hollering, bring the junior varsity, bring him, bring the B team, bring them all now. Because we've done whooped all our varsity team. And he, pulled, he got the victory. And he got the answer to Daniel. You know why? You know why? Do you know why? Because Daniel depended upon God and waited patiently. See, we don't understand what all's going on up here. Let me tell you this. When you pray... You never, hey, you don't know when it's going to be answered. You don't know. I mean, I'd love to be able to pray and everything just, you pray for something. So, oh, Miss Emily was sick and pray and say, God, I pray that you'd heal her and boy, get a phone call and say, boy, she just got back to the house. She jogged. Boy, that'd be wonderful. Wouldn't that be a blessing? But see, all that, when we pray, God handles that side. And there's a battle going on. There's a spiritual battle going on that we do not see. You say, well, uh, and uh, I believe some of them old prophets in the Bible, I believe they got to see some miracle wor works of God. Because old Elisha, he had, he, his old servant right there was scared to death, and he <laughs> Boy, I tell you what. He come out there scared to death. Boy, the army had surrounded them up through there. They looked around, and they seen this soldier. And old Elisha says, Father, Open the, my servant's eyes that he may see. And son, he looked up and he seen chariots of, hey, soldiers, the army of God. He seen angels surpassed around them. Boy, I believe he had a little shouting fit. I believe he started picking up a little rock and saying, y'all come on now. Y'all come on. Whenever he's seen, hey, hey, greater. Hey, hey, God's great. God's big. God's good. And he takes care of his own. Let's go to one more. I want to go to one more. If you'll go to Kings. Kings chapter 17. Kings chapter, this is just dependent upon God. Depend upon God patiently. Wait upon God and let him settle it. Let him handle it. Look what happened to this dear lady. If you'll go to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 8. And the word of the Lord come unto him, saying, Arise, go thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Boy, I tell you what, God done made some preparations for a widow woman that's fixing to die. But she was faithful to God. I believe this old widow woman, I believe she was out there praying. I believe she was praying. God, I don't know what's going on, but God, I'm putting my faith and trust in you, God. There's nothing left but me and my son here. Everybody else has died, and we don't have nothing left to eat but one meal. God, we just going to depend upon you. And all of a sudden, God sends Elijah. 
God sends Elijah and he says, he, God told Elijah to go to this widow woman. He said, so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she, as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. She was just dependent upon God. She said, our time's up. We don't have nothing left. I'm, hey, you caught me. You caught me, man of God. I was gathering some sticks to cook this little bit of meal left that I have that me and my son could eat it and die. God heard her prayers. She waited patient to the bitter end. Son, she thought she was going down. She thought she was going to die. She believed that. She's telling him that. Not only her, but her son. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, whether the day, uh, uh, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Boy, I tell you what, you know, Bible says for three and a half years. You remember three, three and a half years? It didn't rain. So I don't know exactly what time this was, but I can tell you this, it could have been up to three and a half years. She went over there to her cruise oil and dumped it all out on the ground, blazed it back up, and it was full again. Everybody come to Miss Widow's house. Say, can I borrow a little bit of oil? She said, sure. She, they say, well, you giving me all yours. She turned back up wide open again. She gets to reach down in that barrel. She gets some meal out. She gets some meal. She, I believe she just got where she just dumped it out. She brings it back up. The lid bounced back off of it. Hey, that's only God can do that. Only God can do that. And he did it. You know what? She waited patiently upon the Lord and the Lord blessed. But let me tell you this. Not only did he bless, he did abundantly more than she could ask for. Don't he say that for his children? Well, let's look what else takes place. Not only is this lady and her son fixing to die, starved to death, not only that, God blesses and gives them plenty to eat when everybody else ain't got nothing, they got plenty. But let's look what else happens. Said, and, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and her and, and he and her house did eat many days. 
and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the clues of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Well, listen, he blessed her. He blessed her. He give her, he give her and blessed her. But look how much God goes on above when you wait patiently upon him. See, that ain't the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. Hey, she wasn't blessed with meal and oil continuously all these days, and that was the end of it. Look what happens. And it came to pass these things that the son of the woman of the mistress of the house fell sick, and his sickness was so sore, and there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sins to remembrance and to slay my son? You come here, you've blessed, you've helped, and now my son's died. Oh, God ain't done yet. God ain't done yet. God, let me tell you this, God shows his children his power whenever they'll pay attention and look and see it. She got rejoicing over all that, that meal. She got rejoicing over all the, all the oil. But I tell you what, I can't help but think she might have started taking her son a little granted, for granted. She wasn't showing her son or family the love she should have because she started being complacent because she knew when everybody else didn't have none she had plenty that's what most of us do we get in the blessings of God we get into the blessings of God the secureness of God and we start saying the devil with everybody else I'm taken care of and then all of a sudden her son dies <clears throat> and he says Verse number 19, and he said unto her, Give me thy son. And, him, and he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. I didn't go lay him in his bed. Elijah took him to his bed. Elijah took him to where, you know what? Because Elijah, I believe, knew he had a meeting place with God right there. He didn't go meet in mama's bed. He didn't go meet in daddy's bed. He didn't go meet in the son's bed. He went and met at the place where he meets his God at when he prays. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon this widow when, when I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord. You notice there's something about this crying. Have y'all noticed something? David said he cried unto the Lord. And now Elijah's crying unto the Lord. So these little prayers were, Lord, I just pray that you touch my life. I pray that you bless my family. And I pray that you'll uh, uh, give us a good job and, and just help the sick and, and pray for our government and that's about how most of it. But I tell you what, when you cry, you know what you're doing? You're getting a sincere heart. And you're getting down there where the rubber meets the road. 
Mama, you want to pray for your kids? Hey, you let some of them tears start flowing from brokenheartedness. Get some of that world off your mind. Daddies, same thing. You want to pray for your kids? Hey, quit worrying about your job and trying to pay for your kids at the same time. It don't work. You got to let go of the world, depend upon God. Let me tell you something. When you start getting in the presence of God, something changes in your eyes. says right here, he says, and he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let, let, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came unto him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thou son lizard. Not only did God bless him with plenty to eat, he raised her son. Let me tell you this. There's some, there's some things that take place if you'll depend upon God. And God, it allows God to be able to bless you over and over. And when you say, boy, I tell you what, God's reigned in blessings. He's reigned in blessings. And you start taking God for granted. Let me tell you this, he'll take something else that's more important to you and get your attention again. So we know this, that he cried, he prayed. He cried, and the Lord heard him. Thank God he hears. Boy, I tell you what, I've always said I wouldn't ever be able to preach one verse, the whole message, and that's one verse. We're still on one verse. Verse number two. Uh, <clears throat> hey, I mean, he heard. Number, uh, verse number two. He performed a task. I wrote this down. This is my own writing. He performed the task that I asked. Boy, I tell you what, has God ever performed the task that you asked for? Oh, this is what happens. He turns around and says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, <laughs> and established my goings. We're going to do this one verse, and we will close. He brought me up. You know what he did? He saved me. He saved me. He consoled me. Boy, he's helped me. He's, uh, he's helped me out of trouble. Boy, I tell you what, God ever helped you out of trouble? Hey, I'll tell you this, there's some places, there's some troubles you'll get into only God himself can get you out of. Mama can't help you. Daddy can't help you. The church can't help you. But God can. He can snatch you out of it, plant your feet upon the rock. That rock's the Lord Jesus Christ. And establish your goings. He'll put the Holy Spirit in you and give you the direction you're supposed to go. And give you help as you're going. Said he brought me up. He saved me, consoled me, found me. He helped me out of trouble. And it says out of the horror pit, horrible pit 
which is hell, despair, destruction. Boy, I tell you what, that's a dark place of the mind. I've been there. Have you ever been a dark place in your mind? And then you look back, you, you turn around and look back and say, My God, what was I thinking? It was like I couldn't see nothing. And it's scary to know you can be in a place in your mind and be conscious at the same time. And it's just like you ain't even alive. A dark place. You know what God can do? He can find you in that dark place, snatch you out, and put you right back in the light. You know how? You know how? Because you can't you hey, you can't hide from God. If you're his child, if you ain't his child, you still can't hide from him. Not only in the uh, in the pit, but stuck in the miry clay. He says in the verse here, he says he brought me up out of horrible pit and out of the miry clay. Not only are you in a dark pit, not only are you in a dark pit, you can't see which way you're going, but your feet were stuck and you couldn't even move to find your way out. Boy, I tell you what, have you ever, have you ever been in any of these situations? I tell you this, I, I, I've been close to, the, I mean, not really like that, but even out there at night hunting or something like that or something, get stuck in, in a bottom or something, you can't even move. Boy, you start panicking. But the worst places I've ever been is when I was in that in my mind. I was in that in my mind. And I believe that's where David was often, sometimes. In your mind, you get, you know what happens? When you start realizing, when you depend upon God, even whenever you stumble, you know what? God will be there to pick you up. There's places in this life that only God can help you out of. He's able and willing if we will faithfully and truthfully call on Him. I'm just gonna go on. I'm just gonna go ahead and read some of my notes, and we'll be done. Not only planted my feet upon the rock, but he put me in the right direction and gave me help, which is the Holy Spirit. Verse number three speaks of a new song. That's redemption song. That's a secure, hey, let me tell you this, a secure heart, a secure, a secure heart will rejoice. A secure heart, a happy heart, a heart that is, it feels like it's surrounded by the safety of God will rejoice no matter what situation you're in in life. By our testimony, many can see the Lord Jesus Christ when we live that life that he's called us to live. And what life is that? That's a righteous and a respectful life. Verse number four, trust in the Lord more than family. Trust in the Lord more than a job. Trust in the more, Lord more than your friends. Trust in the Lord more than money. Trust in the world more than worldly happiness. We have to trust the Lord above everything. That's complete trust because it says, Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. That's whenever you trust in the Lord above anything else. Above anything else. I tell you this, you know how much trust you got in your vehicle to go out there, you hit the key and it'll fire right up? You believe that? That's how you got to trust God. 
you got to trust God more than that. I mean, I'll tell you this. Uh, you got to trust God to know that he's right here right now. He's right here. He's wherever I go. He's wherever you go. And he's there to, to, for you because he loves you if you'll depend upon him and wait upon him. We shutting down. We, we about done. We about done. We got three more pages. <clears throat> when we trust the Lord's word, the lies won't upset us nor lead us astray. If we trust the Lord's words, lies won't lead us astray. The Lord's blessing is not possible. The Lord's blessing is not possible to number. Jesus came with a purpose, and that was to fulfill the will of God. The life and death, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is a continuous sermon preached to the world, God's redemption plan. Jesus lives the example that we as children of God should follow. The only thing that can preserve, protect an individual is the tender mercy, loving kindness, and the truth that God brings to your life. That's the only thing. The only thing that can preserve you, that can bless you, that can help you is the tender mercy, love of God. If you will, stand. We're fixing to close. But I, I ask you this. I ask you this in closing. Depend upon God. Wait on God. I tell you this, even in my life, I've, I've tried to outrun God. You know, when circumstances come your way and you try to start a direction, do something, do this or do that, and you try to outrun God, you try, because you, you know why? Because every one of us is impatient. That's something each one of us need to be praying for. Patience. Patience. And you say, well, well, how, how, how can I, how can I? Pray. Pray. God help you with your patience. But I'm going to tell you this, to be helped with your patience, you're going to have trials that's going to teach you. I'm going to tell you this, patience is a great attribute. Hey, I'm going to tell you this, if God wasn't patient, every one of us would be in hell right now. Patience. Well, I just, I, I, I want you to be blessed. I do. I love y'all. I love every one of y'all here. I mean, I do. I love your families. I love everything about y'all. I like Bull a lot better with the beard, but <clears throat> I'm just picking. I'm joking. I tell you, I love, I mean, I love y'all. We're family. We're family. Let me tell you this. You, you say, well, uh, thank you for preaching the truth. There's the only thing I, that I can preach and be right with God, and that's the truth of God. And I'm going to tell you this, whatever, the, when an individual preaches, a pastor, if he is not preaching the truth of God, then he's going to stand before God accountable for everything that he's saying. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be standing accountable for God for everything I say. I want to be on the right side. And I'll tell you this, I long for you. I long for each and every one of you to have a relationship with God that is beyond miraculous. I'm talking about whenever you you say, uh, uh, and I've, I've done this before, you go go get in a vehicle, 
fixing to go somewhere. Hey, you ask your wife, she don't want to go. Kids don't want to go. Nobody wants to go. You say, Lord, if you will, just ride with me. But I'm talking about a, it just it becomes that real, you know, because he is that real. I mean, I, oftentimes we wait till last to call upon him in all situations. But I tell you this, depend upon God. Wait on God. And whenever he inclines his ear to you, remember, answer is on the way. And no prayer that you pray with a sincere heart will never be unheard. You got somebody you want to pray for for salvation? You got, hey, I'm going to tell you, just keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. I tell you what, God, God, hey, God hears it. We don't know the battle that's going, the spiritual battle that's taking place. But I can tell you this, brothers and sisters, when you're with a right heart before God and you pray, God hears your prayers. He hears your prayers. Be faithful and depend on God. Holy God and Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we thank you for your grace, your love, your mercy. God, we pray that you'll bless as only you can, Father. God, do that which we cannot do. We'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need to pray, come pray.